Are you hesitating to take the next step in your e-commerce journey? Founder Plus has you covered with proven frameworks tailored to your business needs for fast results, a supportive community of over 30,000 like-minded entrepreneurs and weekly live mentorship sessions. Founder Plus is your key to success. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash start dollar trial or click the link in the description to claim your trial. Hey, Founder Fam, before we dive into another incredible conversation, I want to share something really special with you. Whether you're just joining us or you've been following us since the beginning, you've been a critical part of our community working to change entrepreneurial education. I started Founder almost a decade ago with the mission to provide entrepreneurs access to the world's greatest business leaders. Our goal was to break down barriers to entrepreneurial education, and that's taken us on a journey from Founder Magazine to this podcast and beyond, and today marks the next step in that journey, Founder Plus. I'm proud to introduce you to Founder Plus, which is an all-access pass to each of our online courses and programs and their proven frameworks for success. It puts every strategy we've compiled from world-class instructors at your fingertips while connecting you to a global network of like-minded entrepreneurs. Founder Plus will take your business to the next level for today and tomorrow. So whether you've just joined our family or you've watched us grow from humble beginnings, we're really thrilled to have you join us in this exciting new phase of making the Founder brand and this company the world's best entrepreneurial community to launch and grow your business. So finally, before we get into today's episode, I'm inviting you to come back Check out Founder Plus and go to founder.com forward slash membership. I'm really excited, guys. This is an incredible new evolution of entrepreneurial education. And our mission is really to get as many of these founders that we interview to teach and also give back on the Founder Plus platform and really go more in depth with the knowledge and the experiences and the lessons learned that they're sharing all in Founder Plus. So guys, please go check it out if you're enjoying these interviews. That's it from me. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's jump in. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human. Who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Go, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. All right, we're recording now. We've had I know, some I think fun I was an ass. I think I was an asshole to you a few years ago, so I do apologize. <laughs> Were you? I, I was. I, you know, and it's good to. I think being able to change and, and notice where where we can improve and, and call it out is, is powerful. Yeah. Well, look, we'll do the intro. We can talk about it. It'll be fun. We're, we've we've had some raw interviews. I think I've ever interviewed you once. I've been. Do- yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, it must have been like five years ago, long, long time ago, man. Long, long, time, long, long time ago. I met you early days in my entrepreneurial journey when you come to Melbourne. We had a good chat about that. Uh, but for those who are not familiar with you, your work, or haven't seen you on the internet or any of your products or brands, 
the first question I ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get yeah. your job, aka how'd you find yourself doing the work you're doing today? Yeah. How did I get my job? I got my job because I kept getting fired. Like, I just couldn't get a job, so I had to create my own. And And even beyond that, that was my dream. And everyone has that. Everyone has this kind of voice in their head saying about what they really want to be doing, whether it's baking cookies or it's creating content and interviewing people like yourself. For me, it was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I just don't know how, how to get there. And so I, I took jobs and, and did what I thought I was supposed to do, which I think is how most of us are, and um, through getting fired and then through just kind of experimenting. I just kept experimenting. I knew I had this dream of entrepreneurship, and, and, I, and I noticed as I was doing my side hustles, which I was always doing with day jobs that I kept promoting and marketing things, I was like, oh, I really like this marketing stuff. I like making things and putting it out there, whether it's on the YouTube channel or this book, Million Dollar Weekend. Uh, and for me, I had a freedom number. So this is something I, I recognized. Uh, my freedom number, it was $3,000. And I, I believed if I could get my freedom number, which was you know enough for living, enough for food, enough for expenses, that I could quit my job and do what I really want. And I encourage everyone to think about and, and get their freedom number. So I was able to finally do that with AppSumo. Uh, I quit consulting and was making 3000 bucks a month. And, you know, I, I went to Europe and, and that's uh, where now 13 years later, uh, I'm able to run AppSumo. I put out this book, Million Dollar Weekend. I have a YouTube channel. I'd say my job today is to promote cool stuff and have fun while doing it. You know, I'm, I, it's amazing. I can't believe I get to do what I do, make what I make as much as I make doing this stuff. It's awesome. And it's available for everybody else. Mm. Yeah, you've you've had a crazy journey, man. Like you know, we're both like you've been on the doing the internet stuff long, long, much longer than me. But um, when I first heard of you was through Pat Flynn's podcast, wow. and a big a big part of like your kind of persona or identity or what I knew of you back then was you were an early stage Facebook employee. I think you invented the status update, or you didn't invent. You, yeah. you came up with that feature, right? Or you suggested that feature, or you ro rolled out that feature. And then you were famously fired by Mark. And uh, then you started up soon. No, then you worked for Mint or Intuit. Mint yeah, 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 yeah. And then... Yeah, they got bought for a few hundred billion. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then you eventually launched Sumo or AppSumo at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I've started... Yeah, I've been working for some pretty impressive people. I worked directly for Zuckerberg to help it. I was number four, built Mint.com. And then I tried a lot of businesses along the way. I'll, like I... I picked some, you know, the, the Facebook games industry, payments games industry, and, you know, a lot of other businesses that didn't even make it. And it was finally getting to the point where I was like, okay, well, what's the, what's the thread? What's the stuff I really, you know, I, th I think about what's my thread that has always been a part of all this. And it's just been promoting things. So I was like, what if I could do that? And I love a good deal and I love software. And I was like, let me experiment. And I did it in a weekend to be able to start AppSumo.com, which is crazy because now this year it'll do almost 80 million which is unbelievable because I was like, can I just make 3000 bucks? And that, that 3000 bucks has now turned into millions a year for myself, which I, I just find insane. Yeah. That's awesome. And like, that's that, like the business has gone, like, I remember you, you've come in and out of that business, right? Like t tell us what's, what's the latest there. Are you the CEO? I remember you, I saw you were looking for a CEO at one point and, and Eamon was the CEO yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I think I was always afraid of facing myself. And actually doing things I thought I could do. And I think this is true for all of us. Like all of us have an idea of something hard in our lives that we want. Like being alone, which I have one of my best friends is now single and, and he's really hard for him to be alone. And that's hard for me too. 
Uh, and I always thought like I can get stuff started, but once I get it started, I get fired. And that's what happened to Facebook. It kind of happened at Mint. And so with AppSumo, I was able to get it going and it was amazing software deals and people liked it and a lot of people still to this day love it. But I was like, I cannot be CEO. I'm going to ruin this thing just like my dad did uh, with his business. And so I hired another person and it was pretty good. It's pretty great. Uh, you know, I got this thing going. I think for anyone, it's like, all right, well, what's the problem? How can you get quick validation? Over, I got this business working and I was able to find someone to run it. And I was like, awesome. And I was actually so making like two or three million dollars a year, which you should never feel sad for me about. Like not you are, not that you are, but it's just crazy. I was making this money and I just felt so empty. I was just so uh, pretty depressed across like so many areas of life, like relationship where I was living and this work. Um, and I don't know if it's God, I'm not really religious, but the CEO quit while I was biking across America. So this guy I hired quit and he was phenomenal, he, but he calls me up and he's like, I quit. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. And it, I had to come back. So basically flew home the next day and I had to face uh, myself. And I definitely have, you know, made a lot of mistakes at, as a CEO. And finally, I would say now three years later, since being CEO, it's been the best decision. Uh, just facing something hard, which was like, can I actually run this company? Can I be a leader? Can I take, you know, take initiative and drive this company to help promote products, software products for solopreneurs? Uh, it's been tough. It's been tough. Definitely times I thought I was going to quit. I'm like, today's definitely quitting day. This person over here at the company, Sean or alone or someone else is better than me. And, you know, you're taking it day by day every day. And then the next day you kind of take a break, you go for a walk and you're like, I can do this. And uh, lately I just feel very blessed that I get this experience in life. And I, I do think for anyone out there that wants to be an entrepreneur, I know a lot of your audiences either starting or they're getting going. It's been the best experience ever. Like being an entrepreneur is the best experience and everyone should do it. And the idea that I, I can create jobs and I can honestly create an amazing amount of income for myself, which is, is a blessing, uh, is just unreal. It's just really an unreal experience that everyone should go through and then decide how they actually want to live or not. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, the highs are high, the lows are low, but uh, it's, it's an incredible experience. And I know you laugh because the lows are low and, you know. And the lows yeah. are low and the lows yeah. are alone. Yeah. Like no one cares about you. That's the reality in this planet, you know, except our parents. Really our mom and dad are like, and, uh, you know, I think it's finding how do we, how do we do hard work on things we want and find pride in ourselves? Mm. And we're proud of things that are hard. And that's something I've really embraced, which is like, what's the hard thing I'm avoiding? Then how do I go into that, right? Whether it's on my YouTube channel or this book was insanely hard or even running AppSumo, it's, uh, it's not to make an excuse, but it's just like, okay, what are challenging things? And generally those also are the most rewarding. Yeah. You know what? You made me think like, so you're basically, you're a solo founder, right? When it comes to AppSumo, I remember you had um, a, a technical, a technical co-founder uh, for sumo.com. I don't even know. Do you, do you still do the software? Do you, do you still do sumo and the, the email? We, dude, that's a crazy story. Yeah. Um, I started AppSumo alone because my two previous co-founders hated me. And I, yeah. everyone thinks they're, the reality, in, it's like in, in life a lot of times, everyone thinks they're more important than they are. Mm. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> and so yeah. all three of us in my previous startup, yeah. all, I started it and I, I hired them, but they are like, we're more important than you. And I was like, I just got to do this by myself and see if I can really do it. And so with AppSumo, I did start alone, but uh, Chad Boyda joined me up after about nine months. Mm. And this is a great story for anyone out there. He became my, uh, he was a CTO, but really business partner and co-founder. And he worked for free for a year. Yeah, it's crazy. For a year, which is just like, and a lot of people, hey, can I have a, Can I have something? Can you do something right away? And the fact that he believed in what, what we're doing and promoting software and really committed to that 
Um, and now he, you know, I won't share his money, but he's doing, he's doing very well. It's just, uh, something I, I'm noticing where how, how do people just do a little bit more than everybody else? And then you'll get a little bit more than everybody else. Mm. But I, I guess where I was going, yeah. So is, yes. it is more lonely. I think if you're a solo founder, like I, like that, that's, I reckon that's tough. You obviously you get to, you, you know, you get to keep all the dividends if you pay one out, but yeah, if you don't have shareholders, but. If you're a sole shareholder, yeah, it, I reckon it's tougher in some ways. Who did you? I would agree. As you started founder, who did you go to? When you say who did I go to, what like do you did mean? You, you were? Didn't you start this by yourself? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. So who would you go to when you had problems or uncertainties? <sighs> well, in the early days, so founder grew pretty fast in the first couple of years so i i joined eo so i had my eo forum are you familiar with eo entrepreneurs organization yeah yeah yep. so so first was my forum and then just other buddies that have businesses and then your yeah, mentors people i've met along the journey but even still you still you still carry that weight on your shoulders you know yeah i think it's adjusted i would say it's adjusted for me over the years mm. early on I, I just wanted to be alone not not just to be lying. I was like, let me just try to do customer support, marketing, coding, sales, and all these things. And so, and I think it's great for every founder to understand it mm. and realize like, oh, customer support, don't like that. Programming, yeah. don't like that. Yeah. Sales, don't want to do that. And then eventually I'm like, can I just do the marketing and leadership? Yeah. Uh, but what I've realized is is a few things. One, today at AppSumo, we, we pay about $1,000 an hour for just elite advisors. That's one of our cheat codes that we do. For every single leader mm. in the team, they have an elite advisor. And- you don't have to figure it all out. And I think a lot of companies, especially if you're small, you don't, you can't really afford a Google person. One, they may not be the very good. And you want to get someone who's hungry and wants to be there and then just hire a 10,000 hour person. So an hour after this call, I'm meeting with Moody, who's the, our marketing advisor. So he was CMO of Glassdoor, CMO of Zapier. Mm. And so I get a, he just basically tells me what to do for marketing. And I, I disagree with him all the time and then I end up doing it. Yeah, uh, and then we have the CFO of Mailchimp for our VP of Finance, and then uh, uh, this the Chief Revenue Officer from Mind Body Online and Outdoorsy for our Head of Revenue. Yeah, uh, the Chief People Officer of Duolingo for mm. our People Leader. Yeah, uh, and so it's just for that's one way where if you're starting up, you can't afford them full time, but for five hundred an hour, two fifty an hour, a thousand hour, you're going to get ten thousand hours of value, which is insane. And I think early on, I used to want a mentor, and I used to give out some equity for. Uh, some advisors, but none of them really cared. Mm. And I never really could find a mentor that, that believed in me or cared in me. It's not to say boohoo. I just couldn't find someone that actually was a two-way street. Mm. So I tried to find peers that complemented my weaknesses. And I think that's very accessible. And then create a WhatsApp group or create even a quarterly board meeting. And mm. so that, that was what I did. So Andrew Chen is one of my best friends. He's a pretty popular uh, Twitter and VC. Mm. But he, I mean, he, I'm much more tactical and much more action oriented and he's much more strategic and theoretical. So I would go to him and he would make a spreadsheet and that transformed the business This one spreadsheet he did, like 10X our business. Mm. And so it was like, oh, well, when I need that, I'll go to Andrew. Or if I want to do ads, I go to Simon, simonbrandspeeddate.com. And so it was just trying to find these people that were more complimentary in these areas and then just be around them. Like Chad, my business partner, uh, I needed someone technical. And then as we were working together, you don't have to get married. We work together and stuff. We like each other. He's much more, I would say, stable at the time and much more consistent, like just consistency. Yeah, that's really clever. So you use like just Clarity or use Intro or one of those tools, right? I think you can use that. It's also just looking specifically which companies have done the things you want to do and see who exactly did it. Mm. And so 
Uh, a lot of times it's going on LinkedIn specifically and then getting a, a, a warm intro. I do think you can do the clarity or use intro, but personally, I think just a warm referral via anyone that knows them and almost everyone you can get a connection to. Uh, or if you email them, you know, hey, I want to pay you $1,000 an hour, 500 for an hour of time, almost everyone responds to that, even if it's a no, mm. uh, but you can follow up with them or ask for a referral, which is how we run, you know, pretty much every business. Like you ask for a sale or you get a referral. Mm. And uh, and that's how we've gotten all these advisors. Yeah, that's really clever. So, so tell me about this new book. What compelled you to write it? You got, you know, you got a pretty rocking YouTube channel these days. Thank you, man. And it's really just around starting. Like it's like how like uh, a lot a lot of your content really really is helping people start a business. Yeah, the YouTube content. I mean, me and, me and you, I would say, are very similar. I'm assuming. I hate when people say that. And I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> like, I don't know you. Uh, I like making content. Yeah. Right? Like, my YouTube channel specifically, uh, I've just been making content for 23 years. Mm. It's what I like to do. I like attention. I told yeah. my girlfriend, I was like, baby, I, I like attention. I like promoting things. I like getting people excited to take action for themselves. Uh, and three years ago, a little bit around three years ago during COVID, I just started recording myself shirtless in my house, I was living, I live in a, you know, was living in a 800 square foot house. And I was like, man, this sucks. I, this COVID thing sucks, but I feel really good about my business stuff. Maybe I can make videos and help others. So just shirtless with my iPhone started po like posting videos. And I think that's really the, a powerful message for anyone out there. Not, not to be shirtless. Like I me, mean, my body didn't look super good. Uh, but it was just, you can get started right now, right now you can, whether you want to start a interview show, whether you're gonna start like an app sumo kind of business, whether you're going to be a service provider. You can start that right now and you don't need anything else. And that is just phenomenal, amazing. And so the content over time has evolved. It's funny because I run a, a almost $100 million business like a year. Mm. And I try to put out that content and no one watches it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah. They don't want to know about- It's not market, man. Except Alex and Moses crack that. Like he, he talks really sophisticated. Well yeah, he talks really sophisticated content and there's a lot of people that follow him. You know what I mean? He's got There are audience. a lot. Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah. I, I, I think what's interesting though, I don't know any of his businesses. I've never seen one. Uh, the only ones that I've never actually seen any business. I, I, you know, I tend to look at the people whose businesses I've, I use and I can purchase. Mm. And so from those kind of people, I'm like, wow, you know, at AppSumo.com, we do this amazing, you know, a lot of partners, millions of customers that buy these software tools, especially for solopreneurs. And it's been insane to try to put out that content and no one watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's also yeah. something we're going to be working on because not no one. It's just the, the the size of the audience isn't as large as making content that's to inspire people mm. for entrepreneurship, which is a lot of what we do. It's to, like, how do we inspire people? We call them the underdogs. So it, in all businesses, like, who's your customer? Mm. And it's to inspire underdogs. And so our content's either, you know, going and asking people how they got rich or talking to billionaires and asking what they regret and, and how they got to where they are so that others like myself and everyone out here uh, can be inspired in our own business journey. So what compelled you to write this book, Million Dollar Weekend? Tell us about it. Uh, man, it was a bike ride about 15 years ago in New York with my buddy Adam. Do you know Adam Gilbert from mybodytutor.com? No. You ever interview this guy? I think you'd love him. He was like an accountant. He's my best friend. He's my guardian angel. And he's, how, he's why I never feel alone. And so we're on a bike ride in New York and I was just, so I'm like, one day I want to write a book because there's no book I can give to someone that 
hey, if you want to start a business, you don't want to spend money, you don't want to spend a lot of time, what's the book you would actually read or tell someone to read? And I was like, I know how to do it. I've done it a bunch of times. I'm still doing it. I'm still running a big company, relatively big company. I think it's, I'm proud of what we created. And it was time a few years ago where I was like, okay, I've done this enough times. I've helped enough people. I can put that book together. And so it's taken around three years and uh, probably one of the best things I've ever done. Also one of the hardest for sure. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there's so many books out there about business. There's a lot of, you know, I'm sure you've talked to some of them, like YouTube fiction business gurus, as mm. I call them. Like yeah. they're fiction writers. They have, it's not nonfiction. They've never actually ran a real business, but yeah. they talk about it. Yeah. And it's interesting though, if there's so much information out there, how is, how is everyone not getting successful in business? Mm. How is that possible if there's so much free Udemy courses? <laughs> or yeah. like tweets, tweet threads, yeah. or TikToks. And if it, and so... It was really diving deep and literally like tens of thousands of people, as well as doing it a lot of times myself, working for Zuckerberg, all these things that came together to help understand like what's holding people really back. And then solving that, it's really only two things. And then giving them the the toolkit so that they can actually, once they get the business going, how do they then get it going in a weekend, not spend money, and then scale it beyond that, uh, which I've been able to do multiple times. Mm. Let's unpack that more. So what are the two things that hold people back? What do you think it is? Uh, from my experience, I'd say being afraid to fail Ugh. would be one. Yeah. And what else? Yeah, being afraid to fail and caring what other people think. Totally. Yeah. And that, those are, that's definitely in the, in the right direction. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And, uh, and so what I've observed, and no one's thinking this, by the way, I try, it's not that anyone's afraid. They don't think they're actually afraid. There's other reasons. It's like, well, I don't have money. I don't have a technical co-founder. I don't have time. But if you have a dream of being a millionaire or having even grocery money, you can actually change your life in a weekend, which is amazing. I just did it literally. A guy flew in last week, Jake, and he lived with me. <laughs> he lived with me. And we spent 48 hours creating a million dollar business. And it was hard and fun and it was it was completed it didn't make a million dollars immediately by the end of 48 hours but he's on the path to doing that so the two things that everyone that helps everyone get to success in business and frankly in life it's the fear of starting starting it's the starting it's the i need to listen to another founder interview yeah you do get going and listen to it most people think no no the next one's going to teach me the thing i need to know and so what are ways that i can just get momentum like what are the what's the things that i can do right now yeah and so one of the, the things that we've seen success like with this Jake guy is this mentality of now, not how. So how do you overcome this fear of Jake? Is, he's got three kids. He lives in North Texas. And he said that he's had the same idea around golf. And I, I don't, the video is coming out in a few weeks, but he had this idea about a golf business for two years. And in 48 hours, we were able to get five customers and get the business going. And it was really, a, you know, there's different specific methods I talk about in the book that we, we support him on. And for anyone who reads Million Dollar Weekend, but it was like, let's just get going right now on your phone via social media, via whatever it is. Let's just get going. We don't need to go buy a website. And then the second fear that was fascinating, and it's, it's just been amazing. We have, we have about a 1,500 people beta team around the book. And so I, they get the book, they go through it. I see where their fears are. I see where they're getting held back with customers and so forth. And the second one is asking. It's asking. It's how do you ask so you can get, because if you don't ask, you don't get. No ask, no get. And 
there's a few ways that people can improve on starting and, and continuing and, and asking, you know, coffee challenge is what I've been famous for, uh, which I've seen Jake and I've seen this guy, Dieter, people who've read the book and they've read Million Dollar Week and they go and next time they get coffee and they ask for 10% off and they get rejected mm. and I'm so happy for them. And it's not about getting this discount, but it's about realizing all businesses, whether you're asking, you know, someone to sponsor, founder, whether you're selling a business, whether you're selling a product, service, course, whatever it is, uh, it's asking someone for something. And in exchange, they give you money ideally for what you're doing. Mm. And the more that you can actually practice that in small ways, so doing the coffee challenge, doing other challenges, uh, the ability to get these things is amazing. And the upside is unlimited. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, definitely on the right path. Um, so I'm curious, you talk about like you got five customers for, uh, I think you said it was Jacob. Was it Jacob? Jacob's business? Yeah, Jake. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jake. Um, and in the book, you kind of really help people like with all the tactics to kind of change your trajectory and build momentum and get those quick wins. Um, how do you know that it'll be a million dollar business? Yeah, that's that's the fun part. So. The first part of the, there's basically three sections of the book. It's like, start it, build it, grow it. So before you even get going, like there's enough videos out there about how to grow businesses, whether the person actually has a real business or they have a drop shipping affiliate course, who knows? But once we can get them over the fears, then they can use this process every single weekend to find the business idea that actually works. So let's just start with start it. Now, in terms of build it, there's a few different things. So number one, how big is the market? Do you have a million dollar market? So let's think about golf. Like that is a million dollar, trillion dollar, not trillion, but it's in the billions of dollar market. And so specifically what you can do is how many people are in it and how much are they spending? And that's even very complicated. What, what you really want to see is how many people can I basically find on Google trends? Let's just use that as one thing. And there's other methods in here, but you want to understand like, is this, is there a million dollars worth of people that will spend money on this? And the reality is you're going to work either way. So let's find the market that is. And then the second part of that is looking at your one minute business model. And again, this book is focused on 48 hours. So if people want complicated college level books on how to do profit analysis, it's not going to be in this book because it's not what they need. What they need is to understand, is there a million dollar customers? And how does their business model actually able to help them get to a million dollars or not? And so when Jake came in with his original version of his golf business, running through the one business model, it was like, this is never going to, you're not going to be able to do this. Maybe in 10 years, you'll get to a million dollars. But in this next year, can we actually get to a million or maybe in two years? And so being able to look at a one minute business model around profit, loss, and uh, revenue expenses to get to profit, and then what we need to tweak on his revenue dials, we were able to make some changes. And it seems pretty possible that he's going to be able to do this uh, in the next, depends on how he does, one year, two year, so forth. I mean, AppSumo took, we did 300,000 our first year and then about $3 million our second year. So, and, that, and that's a business that started in a weekend. It was me and one other person in a weekend, a, a contractor. Yeah. Look, it's a good headline, dude. It's a good headline. <laughs> it's a good headline. I had to ask it's, the question because that's what everyone's thinking. Like, how can you build a million dollar business in a weekend? Like, that doesn't make sense. So I had to ask you. It does. I'm going to do a live version of it uh, coming up. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'll get to a million dollars in a weekend uh, in legitimate ways and, and not to... Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to take advantage you, of other things. But I think for someone like Jake, who's got a day job and three kids and he wants to get there, it's how do I set myself up 
so I can stick with it. You know, one of the things I've talked about in the book is this concept of law of 100. It's why mm. people quit too soon. Everyone quits right before. Like you, I've got, I have to give you a lot of respect for sticking with this. How many people have started the podcast that didn't stick with it? Yeah. Most, yeah. like almost of them, right? And so law of 100 is around how do people stick with things so they can get to the level of success. And for Jake, it's like, okay, we have a business idea. Is there a market that's enough people that will spend money? Does a business model, does a business model actually help you get there? And now, okay, let's start validating that customers and a few different validation methods will actually pay you money. And now it's just repeating that model, uh, which Jake is able to do this week. Mm. Uh, since he was able to see that people are excited to give him money. What most people do, if they have an idea for a business, what, yeah, dude, you see this all the time. Like I have an idea for uh, a business. Let's just, this golf business. I'm going to get a Shopify site. Great. 20 bucks right there. I need to watch a video or two about ads because I'm going to probably buy some ads and send them to this landing page. And then I need to use AI. So I have to understand some chat GPT. I'll pay $20 for chat GPT pro. And all that could have been found out with a phone call, with a text, maybe even posting on your social media to see if anyone's interested in something. You could post it on a marketplace like Facebook marketplace. And there's other ways of doing it. So you're finding out as fast and cheap as possible. Is this actually a problem people want solved? Whereas most people have solutions and things they've solved and try to find problems. Mm. Yeah, and most people fall in love with the idea. They fantasize with the idea. That's just from my experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do. But to be clear, I have done that too. Oh, me too. I've had so me many too. businesses. Yeah, me too. I've had so many businesses. I'm like, this is where I'm going to get really rich. Yeah. And it's, it almost never works out that way. It's the things that I did pretty quickly to find out that people wanted it and then just stuck with it. And then you iterate and improve on it over time, just like these YouTube videos as an example. If you want to be a content creator, post a video today. You want to be a social media person, post a thing today, commit to the law of 100, do it 100 times. And then now, like, I'm in a $20,000 studio in my house. But that just started with an iPhone 12 shirtless. And the reality is that's how business, it's, that's how all businesses are. Most people never get to the million because they're not getting their $1. Yeah, And I so agree. that's why the weekend is like, let's get you the dollar. Let's post the content, if, whatever it's content, or if you want to be a service business, whatever it is, let's focus on some of the basics to get going. And then as you get beyond, it's like, all right, you know, AppSumo is very complicated of a business. So how do we, how do you do your schedule? How do you do your marketing, which I've done a lot of times. And then we set that up towards the end of the book. Uh, but that's generally what people get excited about. And so how do we make it fun along the way to get them there? Uh, and so that's been, it's been an experience to see the psychology of a lot of people uh, because I do think most people dream of, of dream jobs. Most people dream of being an entrepreneur or having freedom uh, in how they want to live. And so it's how do we help them get there in a achievable way. Hmm. You talked about something that I find very interesting around this law of 100. Uh, something I've always often thought about is, or I like to ask people is, how do you know when to move on to the next thing? How do you know when to give up? And you said you've started a lot of businesses. If you had a followed that law of 100 would you still yeah yeah like how, how what from your experience how do you gauge when yeah. you're onto a winner when you're not onto a winner you know what i mean because a lot of it is experience too it is i generally follow the law of valid the root not law that none of these are laws whether most laws are man-made so I, I was you know there's the laws there's the laws of gravity that one i would say is a law what i find to be true in terms of the law of 100 is just having something to know that you have to stick with it so just for, you know, I, I did a podcast and after around 30, 35 episodes, I quit because I was at 30,000 downloads an episode, not a hundred thousand. And it wasn't the number I wanted. So I was like, well, this is a failure. And I gave up. I've come back on my show. I've been doing it now for years, 
But thinking about sustainability, thinking about sticking with something, just knowing that will help you be successful. Now, coming back to your original question, how do you know to even stick with something, right? Like, how do you even choose that? Because what most people do is they dabble. They're like, mm -hmm. well, I tried. I put my toe in. It didn't work. It's like, well, you didn't even get in the pool. How do you know you can swim or not? So I like to do it in 48 hours to see if there's going to be some response. So if you, with Jake, in 48 hours, can we get people to buy this thing? So I like 48 hours, three customers. If it's an actual business you're trying to get customers on. And if you cannot get three paying customers in 48 hours, I would move on to something else because it will only get harder. Now, if you're doing a content business, that does, that can take time, uh, but you can also do something very quickly to see if people respond. People left comments and I got, I don't know, maybe a few hundred views on my video. I was like, okay, this is kind of working. And so it was easy for me to be able to see, all right, I'm going to keep doing something like that. Well, the way we do it at AppSumo today, uh, because we have at every business, just like yours, there's all, it's how do you prioritize? So we do two things. One is called test and invest. So people can pretty much do whatever they want, but they have to test it first. So how do they do it again, just like million dollar weekend, even at a larger scale, how do you do it super quickly and super cheap? And then if it works, we do double down. So if it works, how do we double down on it, 10 exit or whatever that is? So we wanted to test video sponsorships. Just as an example of a bigger, not even bigger, but if you want to do, you know, video, this could even be a business. We sponsored a video and we're like, holy shit, this actually drove really good revenue for AppSumo. And we kind of tested a few more times. Now we have a team of five people full time doing video sponsorships. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And so the, yeah, that's, that's for AppSumo. And, and with anyone's business, it's how do you test? Do it. Do you like it? Did it get you any comments? Did it get you three sales in 48 hours? If it's more of a, a business you're trying to start that makes money, which I think is where most people need to be mindful of. And then if that's working, great. If not, okay, cool. We have another weekend we can try something else out on. Find the thing that actually works and then it makes it easier for you to stick with it. Too many times people have like small markets where even if you do great, like let me give you a great market, Christmas lights. I think Christmas lights is a great market. There's just so many houses in the, around the world and they all have Christmas lights, but they don't need them the whole year. So you could just rent them just for a few months and then you store it for them. That's a pretty big market. Like Christmas lights, times the amount of houses, times how much they cost, all these things in the service. So thinking about that, you try it a weekend, works great. Now we can continually kind of throw that out there for the next years or law of 100 or beyond for people in their businesses. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode and learning a ton. As you know, in this series, we interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it. However, if you're thinking of starting your own business and you want to hear from some incredible stories from everyday people like you or I who are actually in the trenches, only been building their business for maybe one year or two years, like that are building right now and they're really in the early stages, but they're getting success. You should come and check out our new podcast from Zero to Founder, hosted by our community manager, Molly Flynn. These are in the trenches stories from our very own successful students that have gone through some of our programs. People just like you who are deep within the process of building their very own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow. You can find the From Zero to Founder podcast on all platforms. And remember, it's founder without the E. All right, now let's jump in the show. So one thing um, I was thinking about as you were talking through was Million Dollar Weekend, validating a product idea. doesn't matter if it's a digital product, a service-based business, physical product, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, but... You you know, like you, know, you talk about Andrew Chen, like he's like big time, you know, Silicon Valley world. 
but most of like this book and most of your audience, I assume, are probably not tech bros or that Silicon Valley world who are interested in <laughs> SaaS or two-sided marketplaces and and raising money in VC. And what's your whole take of that world? Like you laugh, like you, you know what I mean? Like because because some people be watching this going, oh, but don't I need to find investment or you, you know what I mean? Like that is that is that is something that comes up a lot. Like I don't have enough capital or you know that's something that yeah. holds, holds people back. Coming back to the beginning of Million Dollar Weekend and what I've seen be the difference of success from someone being at a zero person, being in a millionaire person, is that they started. And what they use as capital is an excuse to actually do the hard part, which is to see if there's really customers. Mm. And that how you get a customer is you ask someone to be your customer. The cyber truck. Cyber, when's it coming out truck is what it should be called. Right? That was six years from when he pre-sold it and validated people wanted it till he actually delivered it. I think the Model 3 was about 10 years. And so from when he announced it, full self-driving, it's been 12 years and I don't think it's out fully, still in beta. This is just one example. And so the reality is how do you see if people actually want something before you go and invest a lot of time or need to get investments? So I built AppSumo without investment. I built my previous million dollar company without investment. And so how do you actually do these things? And really it's not about the, the capital. And coming back on a side comment, you said, well, you know, you guys are maybe tech bros. Like, yeah, I, I was very fortunate to work for Mark Zuckerberg. I was very fortunate to be able to be around Peter Thiel and be around like literally the elite, you know, not whether the separate of politics, just like elite thinkers in business. And so be able to learn from them mm -hmm. and then be able to apply it and kind of teach it to, you know, I live in Texas to the rest of the world outside of Silicon Valley. And I was talking with Justin Mayers. You know, do you know Justin from Kettle and Fire? Yeah, he and I have gone up and back on email. That guy's a beast. That, that's a that's a big company, Kettle and Fire. Dude, yeah, he, yeah. I think it's like a hundred million dollar business selling soup. Yeah, and yeah. I remember asking him because he he interned at AppSumo. Oh, really? There and you go. Yeah, he's a smart marketer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he hired he, somebody that marketer. used to work for us. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a really great guy. He lives in Austin as well. And I remember asking him. I said, "Why are you doing soup? You know, like." You're like, you're smart. And he's like, dude, I don't want to compete against people like you are smarter. Like in the soup space, I'm competing against like normal people. <laughs> and, you know, someone like him or, or someone like Larry Janeski, I just did a, put out a video on the YouTube channel where he, I believe he's a billionaire, if not beyond. He does over $650 million a year doing plumbing and basements. Oh, wow. And he said for him to win most of the time, it's that he, they show up on time and sober. Now, I'm competing against like Harvard and Stanford, MIT and Caltech competitors. Showing up sober and on time, that's a lot better. And that's just plumbing and basements. And so, you know, one of the businesses I'm most excited about is lawn care and house care because it's universal and it's recurring. You don't do the lawn, the lawn dies. You don't take care of your pool, it goes out of water and the fam's not happy. And so that's a great, if you want MR and AR, that's, there's no competition over there. And you could put on, like, send me a text when you come to my house. Otherwise, they just show up and they don't tell me anything. Or let me request things via, like, an app, potentially. And you could validate all those businesses yourself, knocking on a few doors, calling your neighbors, asking at church, wherever that is, and find out very quickly if you can get customers to do that. And I don't think you need a lot of investment to, to mow lawns. You sell some customers, you can go even rent one. And that the same goes for tech, if that's also what people want to do, which that's been my whole, uh, that's how I've made all my money, so... What I do is tech, but it doesn't mean that's exclusive to how people can get successful. And I think through my YouTube channel, especially, I get excited when people are getting rich in weird ways. 
like one of my favorite, I'm still trying to interview this guy, the guy that creates urinals, you know, you know, urinals, he creates a little, the, the scents, the ones you put on oh, them when you, you go to the bathroom. Yeah. There's a brand in America called Echoes. And I'm just like, I want to meet the guy that they're doing urinals. There's just, <laughs> there's so many ways of getting rich. It's awesome. And it's available to everyone. And I believe truly that where people are and where they can be, where they are and where they can be is much closer than people realize. Yeah, much, much closer. And you can get rich doing cookies. You can get rich doing this cap. I'm drinking a, a coconut water, making caps, you know, and there's just so many interesting ways of getting rich, but it's getting started getting good at asking people for things and then following a process, which is what I laid out to make it available for everyone. And I don't believe you need capital. I don't believe you need a bunch of other co-founders. I don't think you need to use AI. You can, you can do all these things, but I don't think you have to. I think you have to find real customers with real problems. And then from there, yeah, we can build these other things that help support that. But most people just do it the other way. Mm. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy how it's, it's the most obvious thing just to speak to prospective customers or speak to existing customers, but it's something that people just avoid like the plague. Yeah, I can tell you why. It's because they're afraid. It's easier for them to talk to strangers and get rejected than to their friends and feel embarrassed. When in the reality, your friends are the ones who want to help you the most. They're the ones who want to make you succeed. And one of the best ways to be successful in entrepreneurship is look what assets you already have. Look at what your unfair advantage is. There's a, a gentleman who works in, with NBA teams who I met and he wanted to start a newsletter. He's like, I can do health and fitness. I was like, you're an NBA health coach, right? About the NBA. You can't copy that. Or like on YouTube, no one can copy Nathan talking about founder. No one can copy Noah talking about AppSumo because that's, that's just me. And so, you know, thinking about what do I have an access to is which people, like I've been in Silicon Valley. So I kind of knew when I started AppSumo, I was like, well, maybe I can cold email or get referrals to people over time, which I was able to do. I was able to work with Tim Ferriss and work with these different people from just being in that environment. And that's available for everyone. Like, who do you know? This guy that Jake that came here recently, he plays a lot of golf. I don't know. I don't know how to play golf. I just do the driving range and margaritas. But Jake plays a lot of golf with a lot of people. He has an advantage there. Or maybe it's a geographical advantage. Maybe you're in India. Maybe you have something in South America, wherever it is. How do you take advantage of that and compete unfairly in these areas, which is what I, I encourage people to do? doesn't mean you can other ways it's just gonna make it, people make it a lot harder on themselves yeah i think look in summary if we like a, a big part of it is mindset right like if you want to build a million dollar business 50 i truly hand on heart believe 50 percent of the battle is won if you already just like believe in your mind it's going to be done because you'll find a way to get there yeah yeah i i fully agree with that i i i do think it's having a dream uh, and being a millionaire, I, you got to have a, you know, have a, I've got to say that being a millionaire is great. I know it sounds kind of crazy. I don't know, actually it doesn't sound that crazy. It's, it's just great. And I never enjoyed it. We were talking about this before the show, mm. but I, I was like, oh my God, my girlfriend, we're talking. She's like, oh, I don't know if I want to buy this hair care. I was like, just get the hair care product. Don't worry about it. Or we might have to cancel this thing and not get a refund. And that's not exclusive. Like anyone can do well professionally and you can do it in any way that people are interested in. They just have to f find customers that they want. And then, yes, it is about sticking with these things. And importantly, it's about starting and getting the first dollar. That's how you're in, you know, with AppSumo, my first sell was $12. That's it, just 12 bucks. And then eventually, yeah, that, that can, that will compound over time. That will grow over time, but it's about getting going so that you can get to millionaire or beyond, or getting grocery near or a thousand or whatever it is that people have these dreams for, but they do have to get started on it. 
You said something really interesting before we started recording, which I'd love for you to talk about, is you said that um, you're in a really good place now. And for a big part of maybe more so your business journey, you used to tell yourself this story that, um, and many of us do, uh, that when I get here, things will be amazing. And it, it's, uh, it's quite a freeing feeling to know what you said was that that is actually not the case and you're actually just kind of very comfortable with where you're at. Can you talk us through that? Because I come from a world where it's never enough. It sounds like it's enough for you right now. It's more than enough. When it's more than enough. I'm 41 and I would say in my 20s, I was pretty, I was really angry getting fired and embarrassed and ashamed and I wanted to prove them wrong. And I was really angry and depressed for about most of my 20s. And in my 30s, it started feeling a little better, but I was like, I want to get money. And I got all this money, not a ton, but maybe 10 million, something like that, maybe a little more cash, but I didn't really enjoy it. And then I was like, okay, I'm working all this hard. I'm working more. And I was like, and then eventually you get to this point where you're like, what am I doing all this for? Who am I doing all this for? And I was thinking about, you know, oh, if this happens, I'll find inner peace. <laughs> you can't find inner peace. It's already there. It's like a, it's like a six pack. You have a six, you probably actually have a six pack. Everyone has a six pack <laughs> underneath the body. It's already in the body. It does, yeah. You don't have to find the six pack. You just have to be okay exercising and not, and, and exercising and not eating like maybe you are. And so the same thing goes uh, with where I'm at. I, I will say one, it's a lot of therapy. Like I go to a therapist still every month. Uh, it is going to different coaches. So as I talked about with the lead advisors, I have a CEO coach, uh, a business coach. So I use Reboot.io. I use Amin Al-Abdullah uh, for CEO and business. And I think it's taking a zoom, zooming out. You know, if everyone zooms out of their life enough, it's pretty amazing. It's probably 99% amazing and 1% there can be improvements. But I, I think when we're inside our lives, we're thinking, well, I don't have the house. I don't have this thing. And when I finally get this thing, I'll be a lot happier. And I, I do believe money buys happiness. That that, And actually being rich is better. It's just a better life because then you at least have the option. You can go back to being poor if you want. <laughs> at least you can go back, right? At but at least get there so you can make that decision. And, and it, it takes work, but it, it could be an enjoyable experience. And this the team, I, work, I have two people, Sylvie and uh, Jay, who help me do social media, specifically Twitter and LinkedIn. And they wrote, they wrote a post for me and it was like, hey, I want to get to a billion dollars in net worth. I have zero fucking interest in being a billionaire. There's never even been an interest. And then yesterday, and last week we had a board meeting where Andrew Chen and this guy, uh, Raj, Raj Atish Mukherjee, he's the GM of Indeed.com and Moody and some others. Like, oh, you guys are going to go faster. And it's very bad. I was like, I want to grow slower. <laughs> you actually said that? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to grow slow. And they're like, oh, you're going to get beat. You're going to beat. It's like, I'm not in Silicon <laughs> Valley. What I'm trying to do is how do I do this for a very long, consistent time? Mm. And so there's not a magic answer outside for everyone. It's all inside. And so what I would do for, for other people that maybe you're feeling unsatisfied is, is just looking at the different areas of their life and seeing what's dissatisfying about it. i got a good question. And, this one come up, i got to ask you. Just in the spirit yeah. of our getting, like, since we've known each other, Man, I swear, at some stage, you were trying to sell AppSumo, weren't you? We sold, so we just sold, I don't know what I can, if I can share the amount. I just, yeah. we just sold Sumo.com uh. in, in 2012 or 13. 
I, we tried to sell AppSumo.com to Stack Social. I think they offered us $2 million. Oh, Stack Social, really? They're massive now. I think they were sold too. They were sold too. Yeah, they sold too. Yeah. Yeah, they went to a private equity company. Yeah. And even now, and look, we can talk, I think it's about looking at the holistic picture. Because mm. it's, but if generally, if you're unhappy with yourself or your work or your relationship, like it is all related. I really do. It's related. And business is one of the best ways I've learned about myself. Probably yeah. the best way. And today someone as well asked me like, hey, do you want to sell AppSumo if we got offered half a billion dollars? I was like, okay, so half a billion. That's insane, right? We're probably worth a few hundred million in mm -hmm. terms of revenue and, and our growth rates. And I was like, okay, so I sell it. I get a hundred million cash or maybe 200 million cash, whatever it is. Yep. What do I do tomorrow? I'm going to go make YouTube videos. I'm going to tweet. I'm going to find things to promote. That's already what I'm doing. Why don't I just stay doing this? I like doing this. And a few things that, you know, so what are tactics or ways that people can, can get that for themselves, right? I wouldn't say there's a magic trick. I would say I'll give you two things. One, put things on the calendar you're excited about. Put it on the calendar. Have stuff you're excited to be doing today. What's the thing today I'm excited to be doing? I looked, I came home and made sure we were going to change our flights. And I was like, I fucking promised Nathan. I come chat with him. I want to chat with him. It's going to be fun. Put it on the calendar. This weekend, I'm going to go to a Niners game. It's football. It's American football. So I, I think, I don't know, you guys call it soccer or football. But I'm super looking forward. I'm taking my father there. I took my mm. parents on a yacht this summer. They've never been on a yacht. I've never really been on a yacht. That's cool. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And right. But put it on the calendar. And that is something that everyone can do. Put a trip on the calendar. Put your business on the calendar. Put whatever it is that you're looking forward to. So have something to look forward to. I'd say the other thing that's been a dramatic shift is just noticing how mean I am to myself. Mm. We're all like the worst friends mm. <laughs> to ourselves. You know, like I know you've had some stuff you've gone through and I, I think it's amazing how rude we are. Like if we ever recorded our inner thoughts out loud and played it, we'd be like, who said that to you? Yeah. Like I would fire that friend. And I've really actively worked on just when there's negative self-talk, which I still have insecurities, as I'm talking to you about this book, holy shit, do I know this stuff? Even this whole book thing, initially I was like, oh my God, do I know how to start a business even? Do I know anything about business? And you notice the self-talk and, you know, one, you can just take a step out and say, hey, is this, can I be kind to myself in this moment? Can I be generous to myself in this moment? And the more you start doing it when this, this negative talk comes through, you just start being a lot more positive about life and optimistic that things can get better and we can make things better. And that, that's made all the difference. And, and secondly, with, with Million Dollar Weekend specifically, taking that as an example, sort of being kind with myself, go do it, go practice it. So I've gone and helped other people now. And I see every day people who are reading this book are like, yo, it worked. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good about myself. Not that I need them to validate me, but if I'm feeling insecure, let me go practice. Let me go do something. Let me get busy. And, and that is a way of, of also feeling good about yourself. Not, you know, with, with YouTube, and some of these things, it's when we externalize it and, oh, if this video gets this many views uh, and some of our videos get a million and some of our videos, like one of my favorite, someone asked me my favorite video. It's, it's a fishing video I put out. You, no one watched it, <laughs> but it's like my favorite video because we just featured this fisherman who makes a million dollars. I thought it was so cool. I just am so, and so coming back on these things, and this is something I still go to therapy about. Like I'm jealous maybe of her mosey sometimes straight up. That, and that's something I really admit publicly. But I come back on that. It's like, well, do I have everything I need? Do I have everything that, I, that is for me? Like I can't control him or how others feel, but I can control what I put out. I control how I, myself. And so doing more of that has led to feeling more grounded of 
I like what my priorities are. You know, it's my girlfriend, it's AppSumo, it's YouTube, this book. And like, that's where I've stayed my time. And so, yeah, those, those are different areas where I'm so lucky to be able to find this at 41 and 61 and also be able to have money and resources and, and be able to be a time millionaire where I can choose my time at 41 uh, than at 61. And that's accessible. It's not some exclusive ability. It's just I start and you can see me start on YouTube. You see the things I put out and I ask and then I keep doing it for lately. I'm really proud of just longevity and sticking with these things. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're doing an amazing job, man. So, dude, uh, we just moved to the hot man. seat round and we'll wrap because we, we're on time. Uh, so got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Yeah. What's been the holy shit moment in your business? Uh, um, like good or bad? Like holy shit, awesome or holy shit, I've, I'm ruining this whole thing. Either or. Oh, okay. Uh, let me give you some of the mo things that others can copy in their own business. Holy shit, we ran a giveaway. We did Dropbox for Life. And that was like 250,000 email signups in 24 hours. And it was like, holy fuck, we're creating something big. And everyone can be testing out giveaways. We have kingsumo.com. That was a software we built. We used for it and built it. Uh, other holy shit moments. Deposit photos and doing daily deals. We were doing bundles. And so uh, in the book, and, and I assume we do a thing called a one-minute business model. So I assume it needs to be bundled software. And then we went to individual deals with ads. And that's what 10x the business. And so in everyone's business, really looking at what's the thing that's actually working. And let me understand maybe the economics of it a bit. And can I adjust that with some revenue dials? And by doing that, we're able to then scale up the business dramatically. I would say an, oh shit, I'm fucking ruining this company moment was when I didn't test and invest and I doubled down, which is absolute values that I, I did not listen to. We, we opened up our marketplace from 600 products to 13,000. And I didn't talk to customers, which I do now every month. I use tidycal.com. It's one of our products. And the customers were livid. The team's like, no, this is a stupid idea. And I was like, trust me, I know. I know these things. I've been around the internet. I know what I'm doing. Uh, and it took a year to finally unplug that and then another year to finally get it back to where it was and now finally we're, we're growing again as a business uh so that oh. was an interesting holy shit like i'm ruining this moment but also great learning opportunity that i hope to avoid uh, <laughs> uh in the future and then i'd say lastly holy shit it's like doubling down uh we we found that our affiliates and specifically like video sponsorships of prefluencers that's the group i really like prefluencers are super small people uh audience size wise that have high engagement and just sponsor them. That's what I did. That's like one of my secret marketing things I do every company. I've done it at Mint. We did it at my other companies. I've done it at AppSumo. I've done it at Sumo.com, TidyCow. We just go find super small prefluencers. And I've done it. I'm doing a million dollar weekend. Who's like the up and comers? Uh, and how do I get involved with them? And then we found sponsoring. And now I think it did $2 million for our Black Friday, November month was just through around these video ambassadors uh, and affiliates. So look for the thing that's actually working in your business. And then see, can you really 10X it? And most people do like half X. And if you can find something that works, can you 10X it? And those are definitely some of the different holy shit moments. I would say last one, by the way, I was in Mexico, I was telling you before the show, on the, I just can't believe where AppSumo is where it is. And that's all, it was just me alone, you know, and it started in a basement in San Francisco without any money. And it's cool that it's available if people want to create a big company or bigger company or whatever, just finding what they actually want to do and getting going. And it was really special to be around so many people looking around. We had a, the team retreat in Mexico this weekend and just seeing everyone and being like, wow, what a cool life and what cool people I get to, I get to work with on promoting products uh, at AppSumo. Oh, awesome. So that, that was holy shit. Thanks for sharing. Uh, where should founders be investing their time and money? 
A uh, few things. I would say it's, if they're just getting started, start a business. Like there's no more books. Like everyone says like the best investment is a book or yourself. That's not true. The best investment is get going right now, not how. Just get going and starting that business. Put out the video, ask a customer, post it on a marketplace. There's a few other validation methods, but just starting is the most important thing. Um, I'd say two other things out there is how are you being in industries or geographies around really interesting people? So I've been lucky, I would say, but also, you know, I'm skilled in being around industries and people where I've, you know, people in, I was in YouTube, so I know all these YouTubers are super interesting. I was in Silicon Valley, so I can call a lot of people across totally different companies. My PayPal account gets blocked, call the VP of PayPal and gets unblocked pretty quickly, same day. And so how are you putting yourself or doing things, either working for someone or starting someone in an industry that's interesting? And there's so many content creation. A few years ago, it was uh, e-commerce. It was crypto for a minute. Maybe crypto comes back. So just be in it and, and you'll be beneficent, benefiting by that. And then lastly, I would say everyone should put themselves out there. The fact, and not even just for money. And, and I think you know this very well. I'm going to assume, and I, I definitely believe this. Just being public and, and being out there online, the fact that we get to meet all these amazing people is so cool. It's so, so amazing and available to everyone. Again, it's available to everyone. Where you are, where you want to be, closer than you think. And it's powerful to realize uh, that just being out there, that it just provides so many opportunities down the road that don't don't immediately give you money. But one, I enjoy it. I enjoy being out there. But two, just all these things that come from that uh, are very, very high ROI and just high enjoyment. Mm. Love it. What daily habit makes you a better founder? I would say two... Uh, one of them, I have it here. I have a three by, I still use, I use a three by five card and I just write down the things I have to do each day. And otherwise you kind of just, yeah, this works for me. Everyone's got their own organization list. I think the big thing is just having something very specific. Like, where are you going? Most entrepreneurs, you ask them what their revenue goal is or goal for the year. They go, oh yeah, I want to be bigger. How big? We're trying to grow 7% by the end of the year. Great. Be clear. And then you can work backwards. Okay, what's the one thing I can do today or two things or three? I like three in a day. Sometimes you got five. You got to take care of the girlfriend that I have to do today. One of them is talking to Nathan. I'm going to check that off after this. It makes me feel good about myself. So be very focused on what's the three by five that I can actually put just for today that I'm going to be doing. And then this is the other, I would say, breakthrough for me besides coaches. And I've talked to you about some of those coaches that I've hired. Um, review yourself each week as a founder. And this has been transformative for me. One, you can get feedback from your team, which I do. I love it. We do a thing called T3B3. This is not daily, but you can ask for feedback from your team. But the thing you can do weekly without anyone else is review yourself. And I basically ask myself three questions. I only ask three. How did I do this week as a founder? This is what I ask. And I say one through five. Why? And then I write. And I was like, well, I, I was an asshole in that meeting. This is where I, I did a great job. And I, I just review myself. Number two is was my behavior consistent? And as a founder and leader, really, I think it's, I think it's very bad if you if it's not if it's hard to know what to expect when you work with someone. If Nathan's like happy today and sad tomorrow, doesn't mean we can't have emotions, but how are we showing up in our meetings and with our teams? And so I'm two weeks ago I was I was yelling at someone and I was like, okay, this is not a good week. It was a three, right? That's that that's not good. And it gives me a chance to improve. And only by monitoring that can I improve it. And then the last question is, what are the three things I'm doing next week? Just let me tell me three things. And then that leads to a bunch of other stuff. But that alone you just do it each week and each week you just get a little better. And, and I found that to be a, a huge upgrade uh, for my my founder and leadership skills. That That's where there's no money in this stuff, but just habits uh, that I do every week. Yeah, that look, you sound pretty disciplined, man. Like it's impressive. 
Um, all right, last question. If you could have dinner with any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, and also, what are you excited for next? Yeah. Founder, an entrepreneur would be my dad. He's dead. But I would like to talk with him more at this stage because I feel more mature. And I, I think I was interacting with him when I was much younger and he started his own businesses. And it would have just been interesting to, if he was healthy. He, he you know, self-sabotaged in many ways. He'd definitely be someone to talk with. I would say more globally, Jeff Bezos. I don't know anyone by themselves who's done what he's done to so many different facets and with, I think with just a great attitude and a great thinking mindset, I think there's just a lot of other entrepreneurs out there where either A, I don't admire their lifestyle because I don't, I don't want to be rich and poor. I don't want to be rich and alone or I don't want to be rich and working all the time. That's not the life I want to live. I don't think that's, I don't want to aspire to just have a bunch of money because I've worked all my life. And I think Bezos seems to be, just be really innovative and just kind of trying things and he's willing to fail. And he just has a unique approaches on uh, like thinking about the customer and trying all these different business units. And a lot of what we've done in AppSumo has mirrored him, right? We've built a marketplace for software and now we have AppSumo originals, just like Amazon, right? We have our originals products, which are entry-level products for solopreneurs like TidyCow. Uh, and then we have AppSumo Plus, which is a membership community that has things just for, just like Amazon Prime. I mean, I don't know if he copied who, he copied me, I'm not saying, but uh, just think it's like, I think it's interesting to ask yourself as you're maybe running your business, like if he was running our business or she was running our business, how would they behave? It doesn't necessarily have to do it, uh, but you can think about what they would do. What am I looking forward to? So by the time this episode comes out, uh, number one, I'm looking forward to being a dad. I'm like so excited. I was scared as shit uh, when I found out. I was very surprised. <laughs> we, were, we were planning it, but I was like, holy shit, it's going to actually happen? I, I think that's, that's kind of a wild thing in life. Like we don't think we're allowed to have things. Like I, I was, grew up middle class and I was like, I don't think I'm allowed to be rich or I'm allowed to have a wife. I'm allowed to have a baby. And you realize it's most, most of the things holding us back are ourselves. And it's these things that we avoid. We're like, oh, well, it's not possible. And it's like, no, that, it, it is possible. So that's number one, uh, 100%. I would say this book, I mean, I've straight up Million Dollar Weekend. Uh, I want to see what kind of impact it has. We have a lot, of mo a lot of momentum, a lot of people reading it, a lot of results. And so it's curious, you know, most things in life, especially in business, if it's good, it's because they're talked about. Like you ever been to a restaurant because your friend like, yeah, it wasn't really good. No, you go because your friends say this movie's good, this, this food is good, whatever that is. And I'm looking to see that dent. And uh, that's that's really the that on the, those two levels. I think those are pretty big. And this week can go see some football game and take my stepdad. Uh, I think that's going to be a nice experience for him. So yeah, those are those are things I'm putting in the cow. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, man. Well, dude, this has been an awesome interview. Really appreciate your openness, honesty, vulnerability, Thanks, and and uh, all that you do to help serve entrepreneurs. So founders. So it's been you. fun. It's good to see people. Yeah, it's good to see people be inspired and take action for themselves. Most people just don't find the thing they enjoy, which it's available. You find something you enjoy and then just keep doing it. You don't have to even do it a lot. Just keep doing it for a long period of time and uh, people I think will be surprised by the outcomes. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, 
and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.